So we've been doing this for a while now, this uh, experience of living life through screens because of the pandemic. It's kind of a fascinating thing. I've noticed that there are people that I have regular Zoom meetings with and I've become a total expert on like one corner of their home and yet I have no idea what is outside of the frame and I may never see the other parts of that room or that place where they live. It raises the question, you might be in a meeting and outside of the frame through which the people that you're talking to can see, outside of your frame, maybe over there on the bed, might be some laundry waiting to be folded. It's outside the frame, so it doesn't matter. Anything can be there. All that matters, right, is what's inside the frame. Well, I think that there's a spiritual lesson in this. You know, we're finite human beings, and we operate with our frames. What we see is what fits. Sometimes I wonder if we could see it all. If our frame was expanded and we saw the full nature of reality all the time, our minds and our hearts would just be exploding. And so maybe that's why we need to limit just to the frame through which we can see what we see. And I think about Jesus and the way that he related with people. Often uh, we read about these scenes where he's speaking and people can't understand what he is talking about. But it makes sense because he is speaking from a perspective with a frame that sees everything. Jesus's frame includes the inside and the outside. It includes the joys and the sorrows, the earth and the cosmos. It's like that phrase that we hear repeated in the New Testament about the difference between having your mind set on things heavenly and your mind set on things earthly. And we, being finite beings, our nature is to have a finite frame. And this can lead to a lot of difficulty. Have you had the experience ever of speaking to somebody and this is the frame that you may have and the frame that they have might be a little bit different. And there are some things that you would think that anybody would be able to see and yet they don't see it. That's the hard work of reconciliation in relationship. Relationship takes great work. It takes humility, it takes vulnerability, as well as courage. And all of those things are required in order for anybody to expand a frame to help somebody else expand their frame or for you to expand your own frame if that's what's needed. For all of us, when we have the courage to expand our frames, I believe we become wiser and our perspective becomes a little bit closer to that of Christ. Now somebody who famously had a narrow frame, somebody that we read about in scripture by the name of Saul, now, Saul was an observant Jew who believed in enforcing that way of life, and he did so with violence, and he was completely unrepentant. Until one day, when he was on the road to Damascus, and famously, he was met by the risen Lord. Interestingly, on that, in that moment, he actually lost his sight, until when his sight was regained and his vision was expanded. It's kind of like the pattern of resurrection itself, going down to go up, dying to live. 
But one of the things I love about Saul, who became the Apostle Paul, um, one of the things I love about him is that when we read his letters and, and the letters that he wrote, the actual letters comprise a large part of our New Testament. Um, but in those letters, we see that he still was human. Even though he knew the reality of God and redemption in Christ and he was sharing that in those letters, he still had a human perspective in many ways and gets grumpy. He throws shade in incredible ways throughout the letters to the people he disagrees with. And yet, even through him, the light of Christ is able to shine, which gives hope for all of us. And we hear his words today in his letter to the Romans, where he tells the people, he's speaking about the law, and he says, Owe nobody anything except for love. Because if you love one another, you are fulfilling the entire law. Paul said in another place, in his letter to the first letter he wrote to the Corinthians, chapter 13, he says, For now I know in part, but then I will know fully. This is in his ode to love. He knows that through love, our views expand, and through our expanding frames, our love will grow. They are related. They are the fulfillment of the law, learning to be like Christ, to live this way. And the words of Jesus that we heard in the Gospel of Matthew a little bit ago today, he's actually giving one of his really practical teachings, and he's talking to the community and recognizing that there will be misunderstandings. One member of the community will harm another. We know this is evidence that right from the very beginning, even the early Christian community when Jesus was still walking the earth, they were having difficult time all understanding and all getting along as they ought to. And he gives some practical instructions. Talks about a way forward for talking about grievances about listening to each other, hoping that there will be growth and understanding and reconciliation. And then he says, sometimes there won't be. Sometimes that will just be the case. And let that person then be to you like a Gentile or a tax collector. Now, when you first hear that, when most people hear that, they think, well, that means that person then becomes an outcast. Because the Gentiles and the tax collectors, they were on the outside of the community. They were the outcasts. And yet, if you think about it, who is Jesus always going out to try to reach? To the shock of many people around him, he was trying to reach those Gentiles. He was trying to reach those tax collectors. Just a few verses before this verse, we hear about the lost sheep. That is the mission field. Those who are lost, those who are lost to us, that is where we need to head to try to reconcile. We pray that we will become whole again as a community when that happens. And Jesus continues on and concludes this teaching with one of the most beautiful passages of Scripture when he says, when two or three are gathered in my name, I will be in the midst of them. 
Now I know that there are lawyers watching right now and uh, you may be wondering, is it two or is it three? Well, the point obviously is any number. Any number that makes community, Jesus promises to be in our midst when we gather in his name. There is hope. So even with our finite frames, even with the impediment in our vision, the reconciler is here. And so while this pandemic persists, while the struggle for racial justice and healing persists, while the broken nature of politics in our country and the divisions that separate us politically as well as in other ways, as that persists, there remains hope. The one who reconciles is beckoning us to expand the frames that we all hold so that we can take in the vision of God, so that we can learn to truly fulfill the law by loving one another. Amen.